You're listening to Chewing the Fat On Demand. Hello, everyone. This is Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. I am Jeff Fisher. Welcome. Hello, everyone. I'm an English artificial intelligence anchor. This is my very first day in Xinhua's agency. My voice and appearance are modeled on Zhang Zhao, a real anchor with Xinhua. The development of the media industry calls for continuous innovation and deep integration with the international advanced technologies. I will work tirelessly to keep you informed as texts will be typed into my system uninterrupted. I look forward to bringing you the brand new news experiences. Amazing. The world's first AI news anchor. Now, we talked about this when we talked about when you click on stories uh, on different apps that we have for news and you want to hear the story, the app is just playing a computer voice. All right. So now uh, you've got the news anchor. It's a male image with the voice, facial expressions, uh, actions of a real person is maybe a little questionable. It's not 100% yet. And uh, so we're, you know, we're still okay with it because we know that it's a robot, but how long before we are seeing uh, news anchors and then a year into the news anchor, they tell you, no, nah, that's just a computer. That's just an AI robot. He's been doing that for, we've been, do- he's been doing the job for a year. I know you thought he was a real person, but he's going to be on the reporting team. Uh, in China, he can work 24 hours a day. It works on their social media platforms. And according to this, reducing news and production costs. That will happen as soon as he's able to not have someone typing in what he has to say. And once they learn, you're, we, you and I, hello. This is where chewing the fat used to be with Jeff Fisher. Now it's with me. The computer AI. I am not fat. I mean, I just, we're done. We're done. Now, I guess maybe I could, you know, what are you doing for a living now? I'm typing in words for the computer to say. I mean, that's a gig, right? Might as well. Hey, all right. Who put the screwdriver in the eye of the of the anchor? Not funny. <laughs> all right. Get the wig off the computer, anchor. It's not funny. I mean, so we're going to go through all that. People will be getting fired because they, you know, did stuff to the, did stuff to the AI anchor. Now, actually, I'd love to see those newscasts. Hello. I am your news anchor. I don't know what they did to me, but people were standing around me before the newscast. Yes, this is a stick up my butt. No, they, you won't be able to see that on TV because he's behind a desk. Duh. I was going to play the AI guy again, but it's kind of depressing. You know, I mean, look, we've talked about how close we are uh, to turning things over and how we've been doing it so willingly, and it's nonstop. And, uh, you know, we talked to Michael Gillen about end of life as we know it. Uh, You can go back and listen to the podcast uh, on our podcast page on the lineup. Uh, tremendous podcast. He's a brilliant man. But uh, this is some of the stuff that we were talking about. Jobs lost, uh, AI technology blasting farther than we thought and doing it a lot faster. And so uh, 
you know, this is what you're going to get. This is what you're going to get. You're going to turn on your TV and it's going to be this guy. Hello, everyone. I'm an English artificial intelligence anchor. This is my very first day in Zing One as now, do you pause it? my voice. Do you pause it there or do you just go, eh? and appearance are modeled on Zhang Zhao, a real anchor with Xinhua, the development of the media industry nah, calls. Nah, I'm pausing it. Because, uh, you know, you're pausing it and you go, look. I mean, for the first month or so. For the first month or so, you go, oh, that's a, look at that. That's an AI guy. That's a, that's a robot. And you please play. Look. Continuous innovation and deep integration with the international. Ad- look at that. It's almost like a human. Look at that. That guy. No, come here. Look at this. This guy is a robot. Advanced technologies. I will work tirelessly to keep you informed as texts. Amazing, right? Look at that. But I know you can still tell he's a robot because he sounds like that. But just watch. Will be typed into my system uninterrupted. I look forward to bringing you the brand new news experiences. He's going to be there anytime we want him. 24-7. We turn it on and he's just going to, if he doesn't have any news, he's just going to be sitting there. Looking at the camera. Waiting for input. Waiting for input. Everyone, I'm an English artificial intelligence anchor. This is my very first day in Zingwanu's agency. My That's going to be breaking news right there. You're going to go on and it's just, if you just see the waiting star or the waiting flag or the waiting, whatever they use, the waiting emoji, you're going to log on, you're going to see that and you're going to go, oh, there's no breaking news. And then you're going to go, oh, and you're going to log on, you're going to see... My voice and appearance are modeled on Zhang Zhao. He's going to be giving you the news. It's going to be headline AI news. Headline AI news. Actually, that is a great million dollar idea. You're welcome. Check it out, though. With Xinhua, the development of the media industry calls for continuous innovation and deep integration with the international. He's a guy. No, that's a guy. Advanced technologies. I will work tirelessly. Look at that. Okay, so okay, so he's a robot that looks like a male news anchor, okay? I got it. It's a guy. To keep you informed as texts will be typed into my system uninterrupted. I look forward to bringing you the brand new news experiences. Look at that! Listen to him. I mean, we are doomed. Welcome to the Fat Pile, and, and we've you know I'll move on the AI stuff because I could go on and on and on for it. And you should listen to uh, Michael Gillum's uh, podcast that we did a couple of weeks ago. Um, end of life as we know it. Fascinating man. Um, ever been on a jury? I've been on a jury. Uh, I've, I've I I knew the one time I went in for a day or vaudeville or whatever the hell it is. Get picked. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. That's what they call it. It's uh, you go in for vaudeville, something like that. Whatever it's called, they have it. Look up the pronunciation of it so we play it, so it's right. But I, it, it, that's what it is. It's when you get picked for a jury, and I knew the one time, uh, and I know how to answer their questions. So you either answer, you know, yeah, I want to kill everybody. They, they let you go, or if you answer them like, well, that's interesting. Uh, you know, I, I think that uh, someone should think about that. And then, you know, they, they love you, so they pick you. No no problem. And uh, I want to go on. I want to tell you a story about a jury that's been picked. And I don't think I would want to be on this jury at all. But before we do that, I want to hear how to pronounce 
vaudois or vaudet or boudoir. Nope, that's not it. Vaudeer. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Vaudeer. Yeah, that's where you're getting picked for a jury. That's what it's called. So El Chapo is going on trial, all right? And they've been picking the jury. I don't know that I want to be on this jury, right? Now, they've already, one jurist that was picked started crying and saying that uh, she didn't want to be on the jury. And they still made her, right? The judge and the attorneys are like, no, 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 no. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Because they were worried that if uh, the one attorney said, well, if somebody starts crying, then pretty soon we're just going to have a river of tears and nobody's going to want to be on the jury. So El Chapo, the trial starts next week. He has pleaded not guilty to 17-count indictment, accusing him of running an international drug trafficking conspiracy, including charges of illegal and deadly gunplay, money laundering. If he he is convicted, he faces a life in prison. Of course, he's 61. Stands accused of being the all-powerful Don of the ruthless Sonola cartel which for decades funneled hundreds of thousands of tons of cocaine, methamphetamines, heroin, and marijuana into the United States. Some would say, God bless him. Others would be very angry with that. While running, this is all illegal. Now, while running Guzman stronghold in the Sierra Madre Mountains like a parallel state with uh, paramilitary forces at his back, and uh, they just did whatever he wanted. Uh, he had cops, judges, and politicians on his payroll. Now, he's not technically charged with murder, which is really a surprise. Uh, but prosecutors have said they intend to tie him to more than 30 homicides. Oh, I bet he's, I mean, 30 is like pfft, nothing, right? I mean, 30 homicides, please. That was, that was the first week in business. So potential jurors are not uh, wrong to feel jittery about uh, the weeks and months ahead. All right, now, uh, his lawyers have promised this this will make them feel better. All right, the lawyers promised their client will not murder anyone. Now he's not on trial for murder. They promised that they he won't. He'd be fine. He'd be fine. Not that anybody has ever died uh, that's been on a jury that's been on a uh, Escobar trial. Oh wait, no. Yep, they have. Um, each juror is now under protection of the United States Marshals Service. And they'll be shuttling them between their homes and the courthouse in downtown Brooklyn every day for the duration of the trial. And the judge has said, uh, look, uh, go home. Don't, you know, you can talk about anything that you want. You can talk about dinner. You can talk about the election. And the judge even joked, ha ha, well, maybe you don't want to talk about the election. Ha 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 ha. You're real funny, your honor. But uh, you can't talk about the trial. And, you know, one, uh, one juror said that people in her uh, office knew that she was one of them when she was, uh, when she was being, uh, being picked for the jury, when she was in the middle of. Voir dire. And uh, she was concerned because they knew. Oh, you're one of them. You're one of them. We know you are. So good luck and God bless. But it'll be fascinating when this trial starts because we'll be hearing some really, well, a lot of people think gruesome stuff. Uh, I would say, eh, eh. I am fascinated by this trial. I would love to sit through this trial and just uh, and just watch what happens. Because he, he, he asked if he could hug his wife. 
uh, you know, during the trial, the judge like, no, no, you're not hugging anybody. You're not touching anybody. You come in, you sit down at the table. Uh, and apparently while they were picking uh, Juris, when they were going through uh, dear. he would he never really uh, stared down anybody. He just kind of looked. He'd laugh a little bit if somebody tried to tell, you know, answer. Answer was kind of funny. But he has an interpreter. He, we're paying for an interpreter for this guy? So he was more, you know, paying attention to the interpreter. I That's a dangerous jury to be on, man. Dangerous. Because this guy... I mean, okay, so you're guarded through the trial? Great. Uh, a year from now, Marshall's going to be around? I don't think so. I don't think. Oops. Did Aunt Millie just walk in front of that bus? Why? I mean, two years from now, the story is going to be two years from now, are, are all the jurors still alive? Right? I mean, that's the movie right there. Netflix, it's all yours. I'm just saying it's all yours. Go ahead. Speaking of Netflix, uh, a lot of stuff going on on Netflix. We've got uh, House of Cards, uh, Daredevil. Um, uh, I'm almost done with House of Cards. Uh, fascinating this last season. Uh, really kind of uh, kind of boring, but it's picked up here toward the end, toward the middle to the end. Um, I do miss Kevin Spacey, though. I don't care. I miss him. Uh, but it's been, you know, it's, it's worth a watch. Uh, plus, uh, Netflix is in trouble also because of the Sabrina show, how they uh, tried to uh, steal a design from the Satanic Temple. Shut up. Dear Satanic Temple, shut up. Uh, they're, th- they're threatening legal. We did reach out to the Satanic Temple. I didn't mean shut up. I meant uh, I was talking to Netflix when I said shut up. Said so Satanic Temple, you're right. We're on your side. Sue Netflix, those bastards. They're not going to talk to me anyway. But it looks like, remember the Satanic Temple thing they have in Detroit? It looks like that, but this was not in Detroit. It was in Little Rock, Arkansas. Now, it's so weird. And Sabrina uses uh, uses this. Uh, it, would not, it doesn't want to be associated with the cult. Oh, come on. What are you talking about? Of course you. It's one thing that there's another ignorant television portrayal of a Satanic panic style cult that engages in cannibalism but it's another thing that they've used our unique and copyrighted b-a-p-h-o-m-e-t monument the b-h-p-h-o-m-e-t monument baphomet or baphomet yeah i prefer baphomet i like that better yeah it sounds cooler now uh the satanic temple says it does not believe in literal satan and instead, it ascribes to a set of beliefs it calls the seven tenets. The temple's demanding Netflix pull the statue from its show. And they have sent a letter to Netflix. I bet you it's a strongly worded letter, too. And uh, surprisingly, uh, Netflix uh, hasn't responded. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, let me pretend I'm Netflix. Baphomet. Baphomet or Baphomet. Right? Come on now. That's just a, that's just a trying to snag money from, from Netflix. Right? They think you found a way. I mean, it's a smart move. That's why we reached out to them. I want to talk to them about it because, you know, they're going to believe in their seven tenants and they're using our statue and they're using our monument of Baphomet or Baphomet. Yeah, just the Baphomet. I don't need the Baphomet. I don't need the Bathmat. 
All right, we, we've already decided that bath mat doesn't work. We want just... Or baphomet. Okay, can we not get, have the R or the or or whatever the hell she says? Just baphomet. Baphomet. Thank you. That's what we're calling. All right. Now, <laughs> that's, why they just, that's just a money grab, right? It's got to be. Now, they won't admit that, and I hope that they talk to me even after this. And uh, I'll be on your side. I'm with you. I know it's a money grab. It's all good. It's all good. I know. Look, I can appreciate your Baphomet monument. I can appreciate it. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. I got it. But I don't think just because you have a Baphomet monument that uh, Netflix should give you cash because Sabrina is using it on her stupid show. And believe me, I've watched Sabrina. Okay, you know how do I watch? Why do I watch Sabrina? I was forced to watch it between my wife and my daughter. Okay, I've watched every episode from here to the end of time of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, with all the family members and all coming in and out of the stupid black cat, to the coming back and forth. We're going into different realms. <sighs> then we're in this new scene. We couldn't wait for the new Netflix show to come out. Although I haven't. The new, the new show might not be up to standards because they didn't seem too excited, the wife and the daughter, about the, the newest edition. Didn't seem too excited. So, uh, you know, man, maybe it was because of the Baphomet monument. I don't know. I don't know that. Those of you wondering uh, about Netflix and what's going on with them, you know, uh, Disney, remember, starting their own streaming service. And... It was just no. It's not all. They're not all gone yet. Uh, Disney is not uh, has not taken all their stuff yet. All of it goes away in next year. All right, they're starting their Disney Plus next year, and that's when all their stuff. I thought they had pulled it from Netflix, but according to this story, they have not pulled everything yet uh, from Netflix. But will obviously when Disney Plus starts. Good luck. I don't know. I don't know if they think they're going to get another, if they charge me more than maybe five bucks a month, no way. And you know, they will cause they're Disney. They, they think that they're going to be worth, uh, I mean, what am I paying for Netflix too much? Probably when I'm paying for Netflix. So I have multiple viewing devices, right? I can have up to five. I think, I think I can have up to five. So that must be, and it's good that I know this is how I pay my bills. Did you pay the bills? And this, this is another way I know how, to, how I paid my bills. The AC is still turned on? Okay, it's been paid. That's all I care about. That's all, I, everything else I don't care. I just want to be able to walk into my house and have it cool or warm. And I want to have the TV on. I want to be able to have power, uh, power on. Oh, we're good. That's all I care. The rest of it I don't care. Just tell me. Just tell me. This is what we're paying for? Okay, that's fine. Whatever. I don't care. We can't afford that. Okay, we can't afford it. Fine. But uh, so it's multiple devices. I think it's five, right? We're up to, up to five. Is that the, the most you can have on at one time is five? So uh, if Disney can match that, but they'll probably go with the Hulu plan, which is agonizing. One device at a time, and it's $20 a month. I'm not paying that. If somebody's giving you that advice, Disney, it's wrong. So you should call me. It will work something out.
Good news. Google updates sexual misconduct policies. You saw the pictures last week, uh, you know, like, I don't know, tens of thousands of Googlers at offices around the world uh, staged a walkout to protest uh, their workplace issues. And, uh, you know, they, it, it all started because a, a New York Times report alleged uh, Android creator Andy Rubin was gifted a $90 million exit package uh, even after they were aware of credible, is the word, sexual misconduct claims against him. So you're this giant guy who has uh, created this uh, billion-dollar Android service for Google. And they're not supposed to give you anything at all because you have credible sexual misconduct claims. Anyway, uh, Google has made some changes now. Uh, good for them. Good for them. They've got a new uh, a new plan issued by uh, issued by the man, uh, whatever his name is. What's the head of Google's name again? I don't want to ask Alexa. If I say, "Hey Alexa," oh, "Hey Alexa." CEO of Google. Am I supposed to? I'm supposed to actually ask the question, right? Uh, hello, Alexa. Who is the CEO of Google? And you're probably going to get this answer. Sundar Pichai. That's exactly what I said. I mean, I don't know why I even had to play that. So if you, this, uh, I, look, I doubt Alexa is going to be as good as this, as me. But we can try. Okay. So if you just say, Alexa. Who is the CEO of Google? Sundar Pichai. There you go. You're welcome. But anyway, he came up so bad. He came up with their new plan. And of course, uh, it talks about it's clear to live up to the high bar we set for Google. We need to make some changes. Going forward, we'll provide more transparency into how you raise concerns and how we handle them. We'll provide you better care and support to people who raise concerns, and we will double down on our commitment to be a representative, equitable, and respectful workplace. Today, we're announcing a number of actions to achieve these things, and this was released yesterday. We're committed to handling all concerns with more transparency, arbitration, investigations reports, publicly visible workplace policies and processes, investigations practice guide. We will provide better care and support to people who raise concerns. Extra care. Bring a colleague. Specialty team. Revamping the process. TVCs are an important part of our extended community. What the hell is that? All right, what is, I have to know, what is a TVC? So a T, T-V-C, small s. TVCs are an important part of our extended community. We investigate all matters in which... A complaint is made by a TVC against an employer. Right, it doesn't matter. Suppliers, it says here that for those suppliers that employ Google's TVCs, somebody get... Uh, Sundar Pichai. Get him on. We'll find out what it is. I'm sure he'll you know, he'll return our calls. And we uh, accelerate uh, our commitment to representative, equitable, and respectful workplace. Company OKR. All right, what is OKR? What is going on with Google? Why do we have, can we, can we stop with this? We'll, we will recommit to our company-wide OKR around diversity, equity, and inclusion again in 2019. So he's done with it this year. I mean, my man. Sundar Pichai. 
Wrapping it up for this year, babe. All right. We got a whole new thing. We're done. Oh, and the chief diversity officer, the CDO, Google's chief diversity, I will continue to lead monthly discussions with Google leads and the CEO on topics of diversity, equity, and inclusion, as well as workplace health. In addition, the CDO provides recommendations directly to the board of directors through the leadership development and compensation committee on diversity, equity, inclusion, and cultural matters. What the hell? So they have monthly... The chief diversity officer, this is a good gig, actually. The chief diversity officer, because everybody's got them now. Every university in America has a diversity officer. We'll continue to lead monthly discussions with Google leads and the CEO on topics of diversity, equity, and inclusion, as well as workplace health. In addition, the diversity officer provides recommendations directly to the board of directors, through the Leadership Development and Compensation Committee on diversity, equity, inclusion, and culture matters. So we have got to, we're already we're going through the Leadership Development and Compensation Committee on diversity through the diversity officer to the board of directors, plus monthly meetings with the company leads and the CEO. That might not be that good of a gig, come to think of it. Excessive alcohol. Ooh, they're telling people at Google, calm down. Excessive alcohol is a problem. We are not having that, okay? It's a problem big time, and we're not doing it. Wow. Uh, harassment is never acceptable, and alcohol is never an excuse. Then what's the big deal? Why are, we, why are we putting it down? But one of the most common factors among the harassment complaints made today at Google is that the perpetrator had been drinking. The 20% of the cases. Our policy is clear. Excessive consumption of alcohol is not permitted when you're at work. Duh. How, what about after? You know, I watched a video the other day about this lady who was, did you see the video that said, I'm, uh, I'm 50, I'm white, I'm hot. And she's this, this lady and she's drunk and she's being, she's in the parking lot of her apartment complex. And there's uh, what appeared to be a black couple. And she starts questioning them. What are they doing here? I live here. And he goes, nah, 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 I'm 50, I'm white, I'm hot. And she's obviously, she's obviously drunk uh, oh, and high. Okay, but she's off work, and she talks about I make I make one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year, over a hundred thousand dollars a year. I live here. What apartment do you live at? And she's going on and on. She never mentions who she works for, though. During this entire video, she does not mention who she works for. And then they, you know, these people want to call the police, and they start a big deal. And she's just so hot, drunk, and high. And so the outcome of this is that she loses her job because the company she works for that doesn't represent us. She never said who she worked for. I mean, okay, I get it. But if you don't tell people who you work for, and then everybody at work knew who it was, though. We knew that it was Mary. She was always a little off anyway, and she was definitely part of the 20% of cases that, you know, (laughs) drunk on the job. But uh, God bless her heart. I hope she's all right. Back to Google. Because she worked for uh, one of the cable conglomerates. I remember that. It was one of the one of the cable companies, and then they have uh, Noogler training. Okay, what is Noogler training? N o o g l. Something we have to get. We have to get Sundar Pichai on the line. I, we've, what is Noogler training? We'll enhance our Noogler training to specifically focus on educating Nooglers on our harassment, discrimination, workplace conduct. New people, new employees, I guess. Right. So they're just, they're just called Nooglers. All right, never mind. I don't want to talk to 
Sundar Pichai. So, continue to talk to our Nooglers, We're setting a strong update from day one. We'll also incorporate this information into our Google TVC onboarding program, providing a uniform opportunity for our TVCs to understand policies, processes. All right, we do have to talk to Sundar Pichai. A couple things I still need to know. Congratulations, uh, Fortune Magazine uh, just sold, Fortune Business Media sold for a $150 million in cash. That'd be tough to take. I'll tell you what, you give me $150 million cash, you can walk out of here with it right now. Okay. Uh, it sold to a Thai businessman. Chachavel Giravananan. Chachavel Giravanan. C H A T C H A V A L. Chachaval. J I A R A V A N O N. Giravanan. 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 All right, we need the pronunciation of this seriously from Google. Sundar Pichai. No, that's good. No, that's the Google guy. I need this. I need the Thai businessman. The Chachavel Giravanan. No, 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 no. Need that guy. What? There is nothing for it. Hey, uh, Sundar. Sundar Pichai. Yeah, instead of worrying about employees being too drunk on the job. How about you get the search engine to pronounce from Thailand? I mean, he's a big businessman. He just paid $150 million cash for Fortune magazine. So subject to regulatory approval, you know they're going to rubber stamp that. Expected to close by the end of the year. The sale of the 88-year-old Fortune brand comes after Meredith. I mean, that's the uh, person who owns it now, the company that owns it now. On October 31st, closed on the sale of Time for $190 million. Wow. I mean, that's now we're talking about Meredith having like 300 and some million bucks cash money. Wow. Good, 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 good. That's a good deal. But I'd really like to, you know, see how to pronounce. I don't want if I ever meet him, if I ever meet. Chachaval uh, I'd like to, you know, be able to pronounce his name right. Well, congratulations anyway. Good for you. All right, let's get to well, we've still got I mean, we've still got a massive fat pile here. And stories too. Uh we've got election stuff. Some of the election stuff we haven't covered. Yeah, I know all the election stuff about Florida and Arizona. I got it. But we didn't congratulate we didn't Ben Simmons. Uh, the 18-year-old elected uh, mayor to his town in Oregon, uh, the town of Yankala. Uh Ben Simmons will be the youngest mayor in the town's history. And uh, congratulations to him, 18-year-old mayor of a city, on his way to a promising political career. An idea for you, Mayor Simmons. Don't build Ice Town. GOP candidate called Bigfoot Erotica. Wins the race. 
A lot of dead people won races. Uh, five dead people won races across America today, or yeah, Election Day on Tuesday. Uh, but despite being labeled devotee of Bigfoot erotica, why did I not know this guy? We would I would have talked to this guy. Uh, Denver Riggleman. Stop it. Denver Riggleman. One-handedly. Uh, fifth District. I know. I know. Thank you. It's, so it's written that way. Denver Riggleman. Bigfoot erotica. One-handedly. Stop it. And during the camp. Who wrote this stupid article? During the campaign, the person that he was running against, Democrat Leslie Cockburn, this cannot be real. It cannot be real. During the campaign, Cockburn leveled unusual allegations. The former investigative journalist and 60 Minutes producer said Riggleman was unfit for office after a chapter of a book he authored about Bigfoot was published online. Riggleman said he wrote the book the mating habits of Bigfoot and why women want him as a joke among friends. He wins the the 5th District, the Air Force veteran, distillery owner, announced his candidacy and won handily against Leslie Cockburn. So apparently you can have a little Bigfoot erotica and uh, you're good. You're still good. You can... Just a statement for you, Congressman Riggleman. Don't build Ice Town. Another another story about uh, the election night and this uh, midterm elections. Um, well, this is not the story I wanted. I wanted the. Where's the? I didn't want the man's unit size story. There was another story that I wanted to go with the with the the election and the midterm elections. Man's unit size does not have anything to do with the election. That's a good story. It really doesn't have anything to do with the election. There's always studies coming around about men's unit size. And scientists at the University of Utah, Salt Lake City, of course, that's everybody wants to answer it every now and then. So apparently, uh, men's unit uh, measuring 12.5 centimeters, nobody knows how big that is. Nobody knows how big that is. On average, struggle to conceive compared with compared with those who measured 13.4 centimeters. Nobody knows how big that is or how small. It's believed to be the first study to make the association between fertility and man unit size. To conduct the study, researchers analyzed data on 815 men aged between 18 and 59 who had attended a health clinic between 2014 and 2017. They underwent a test known as the stretched penile length, SPL, which is used to approximate the length of the organ when it's erect. The man's age, weight, and race were also taken into account by the team. The size could affect fertility. That's what the study suggested. Of the total volunteers, 219 men visited the facility to get help for fertility problems. And when they were told, we got nothing to help you with, bro. (laughs) Good luck. God bless. They went home with their tail between their legs. But their tail didn't reach between their legs. Anyway, the uh, I don't know why I'm doing this story. It has nothing to do with the elections. 
Oh, here it is. This is the story I was looking for. The online porn viewing during the midterm elections. That's where I was going. I don't know why I went to the other one. So the great porn hub. Uh, I mean, they're the, the porn leaders, right? I mean, there's no question about that. Uh, apparently, uh, the viewing numbers were all over the place during the midterm elections on Tuesday. Um, when compared to an average day, traffic across the United States uh, adjusted by time zone increased by as much as 20% in the morning hours and remained above average until mid-afternoon. And so then it went way down uh, between 4 and 7, which is when you'd be standing in line waiting to vote. And it's a tough time to watch porn uh, with your handheld device and your phone uh, getting ready to vote. Now, speaking of Pornhub, bless their hearts. They have now uh, they now offer free leaf removal in New York's Dutchess County. I mean, what's that? What do you mean it's not what I think? It looks real. It looks like a pickup truck with Pornhub on it. It's a little dump truck. They're driving around town. They can apply to have leaves removed from their properties for free by a company hired by adult entertainment brand Pornhub. It's not fake. The raunchy steaming website found seven. It's not raunchy and steaming. Okay, it's just a website. I think they only try to make them look bad. It's Pornhub. Business owners have to show the valid ID that matches the same address. Get the Pornhub truck at the house. It's it's under the Pornhub's latest venture, Pornhub Plows America. Stop it. I mean, thank you, Pornhub. We appreciate it. Now look at look. You're gonna make fun of this. And you're going to say, oh, this is ridiculous, and why are they doing this? But it's okay for dominoes to fill potholes across America. They're a stupid idea. And what do they bring you? Pizza. What is Pornhub? Never mind. All right, I know this is Fat Pile Friday. Look, I've had a, I had a mountain of fat and a bunch of stories, too, uh, to get through. And uh, we've got I've got plenty of stories to get to. I know. Look, it's Fat Pile Friday. Okay, so even the podcast is a little bit fatter. It's Friday. Take it easy. The drive's going to be a little bit longer home anyway. And uh, remember to uh, you know if you haven't already subscribed, if someone shared this with you and you're just listening to it today, well, subscribe, please, and then you can rate, review, and you can share it. And so I really appreciate you doing that. And I'll make it easy for you because I know, you know, sometimes you're in a hurry. You don't want to think about it. So if you're going to rate it, just rate it 20 stars. And if you're going to review it, just review it. Best podcast ever. And then share it. And you're done. You're done for me. You've done your work for me. And I really appreciate it. And of course, since you've subscribed, you'll continue to get this (laughs) world-class podcast. Chewing the fat with me. Now we talked about, uh, we've given uh, the airlines uh, quite a beating uh, for a number of things. But I do want to say that this flight attendant, uh, who did great, um, a lady w- was on the plane, and a woman was crying. The baby was crying. And, of course, you know, babies cry on planes all the time. And the air pressure freaks them out, and they like to, they like to, you know, you're supposed to relax them. It's agonizing to take little kids on planes, but people do. So uh, I, the waitress, stewardess, Flight attendant approached the mother and said, asked if everything was okay. And uh, I tried to tell her to feed the child. And the mother said she ran all out of formula. 
And the passenger started looking and staring at the little crying baby like, I don't care if you ran it for me or not. Feed this kid. So the flight uh, attendant, waitress, stewardess, uh, had to help out. And uh, she took the baby to the back and uh, breastfed the baby. That right there is good flight attendanting, ding, waitressing, flight attendanting, stewardessing, right there. That actually is very nice. I mean, that's wonderful that they could do that. You're not going to get that all the time. And, and look, that's the problem, right? I mean, a lot of times that's the problem. Parents are traveling with their children. Well, maybe they should be traveling. Uh, they should plan ahead. Uh, maybe you should have a little bit more formula with you. Because not every day you're going to run into a flight attendant that can, uh, that can uh, um, what do they call it? Uh, not breastfeed, but uh, um, wet nurse your child. All right, because a lot in the when back in the day, uh, when I was a little kid, like sixteen forty nine, something like that, uh, <laughs> the rulers weren't expected to raise their children. Oh my God, don't even think about that. They had wet nurses to breastfeed their babies and take care of all that. Oh, ick, ick. ick. I just had this baby to take over the kingdom. Not going to take care of it. Russian doctors are under investigation. I know it's a big surprise, right? It's not. Uh, it's not healthcare in America. <laughs> uh, in central Russia, they've been placed under investigation, and who knows? I mean, they're pro- look. They're probably fine doctors, possible. But after this story, uh, you'd think uh, maybe they're not. Now, the patient, eighty-nine-year-old uh, Holocaust survivor, uh, Maria Dranova. Maria Dranova, uh, reportedly suffering from severe gangrene on her right foot, admitted to the number three city hospital in Russia. Right there's a problem. All right, the hospitals are numbered. That could give you a little, little instinct. Which hospital are you going to? Uh, number three. Okay, what are we going to name? Uh, Vlad's Hospital something? But no, hospital number three. Uh, and it was looking like she was going to have to have her limb amputated. Uh, but Sunday, a national holiday in Russia, uh, commemorating the 17th century expulsion of Polish forces. And who doesn't want to celebrate that day? <laughs> uh, that's a party. You want to be in Russia when they're celebrating the 17th century expulsion of Polish forces. Uh, so she goes into the hospital and uh, had emergency surgery and uh, they cut the wrong leg off. Uh, they came to see the, uh, my wife and I were allowed to go to her room. Our kids came to see her and uh, they looked down and said, uh, hey, what's going on? I had to cut off the wrong leg. And then they tried to cover it up by saying, oh, no, the other leg needed to be done, too. And it was a no. They have pictures. They have it all. Uh, no, no, this is mom yesterday. Sorry. So now. Uh, the other leg was the left leg, the leg that was cut off that wasn't supposed to be cut off was a little swollen. That was it. Didn't have gangrene. And, and who doesn't want government, government help in the medical profession and healthcare when you can find stories like this, right? Right. And here in America, really, it is agonizing because, uh, for those of us that have had numerous surgeries, 
Uh, they are never ending with, what are we operating on today? This is, we're operating on your what leg now? We're doing this to your left knee, your left knee, it's your left knee, it's your left knee. When is it doing? We're going to do it. Your left knee, is left knee. By the end, you're like, just do it. But then when you hear stories like that happening, you're kind of happy they continue to ask you. Uh, we've got, I've got, we're not going to be able to get to all the fat pile. I've got some great stories on fashion. i got a whole segment on fashion we'll get to on Monday. I've got a whole segment on uh, the babies. I've teased the babies. Oh, we got to get to the baby stories. Why don't you make me get to the baby stories, Chris Cruz? Don't answer. Don't. Don't. I don't want to hear it. Don't. I've got uh, climate change stories. Uh, I'll, I'll, these climate change stories, look, we could have a rap. A rat apocalypse is coming. Why? Climate change. <laughs> yeah, an eminent rat population explosion, some scientists are saying. Yeah, several U.S. cities, including New York, Chicago, Boston, pump millions of dollars each year into their respective battles against a rat population. Uh, but global warming of two degrees Celsius or three and a half degrees Fahrenheit will occur across the globe by the end of this century. Will it? Will it? We're going to go up. Uh, stop it. But this increase of warmer winters and hotter summers provides a breeding grounds for rats, and they reproduce at staggering rates. Actually, they do reproduce at staggering rates. And you let uh, you let a rat pile go, just like a fat pile, and pretty soon it's out of control. And nearly 50 new bee species discovered at a Utah National Monument Park. I mean, that is fantastic, right? We keep telling us bees are we're losing bees. We're losing all these animals. The elephants are dying. The tigers are dying. The lions are dying. We've got to do something. When bees are dying, we're not going to have honey. We're all over. And then, oh, well, wait. Well, there's 50 new species that we didn't even know existed uh, are created. Amazing. Oh, oh. Do you mean that the, the earth and God planned on this? You mean it's it's an evolving situation? No. Stop it. And then the story isn't only about bee species and being so happy that we found 50 new bee species. It's also a story bitching about Trump because it's found on some of the national park, but it's also found on some of the property of the park that Trump opened up for a study on whether we could put get oil on it we could drill on it we could do something else with it so it's not protected land anymore well it's still still kind of protected it's just that you got to go through a process to be able to you know they just don't bring in a drill and a pump and start drilling but i find it fascinating that uh i didn't realize like we've got all kinds of bees in my backyard now too and they're just going crazy and I mean, there are a new study includes the examination of more than 80,000 bee specimens collected between 2000 and 2003. That's fascinating. Now, it led to the discovery of 49 new bee species. And while the word bee, you know, conjure up the bumblebee, um, there are the red and black wasp-like bees, the blue orchard bees, the metallic green sweat bees. I mean, there's just a, a plethora of bees so, be careful out there, because the bees do not like humans. Okay, even the even the 
metallic green sweet bees, metallic blue orchard bees, the wasp-like bees, they, they do not like humans. They do not like humans. And so just be careful out there because if you walk around barefoot, stung. You know, I've only been stung once in my life. You ever been stung by a bee? I mean, actually, where you've walked in multiple times or just one big sting? Yeah, one big sting. Like my, my father-in-law actually had was attacked by a, 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 a wasps. He hit one of their nests. And, you know, he gets stung a couple times, and then the rest of them, the pheromones start pumping, and they just start attacking. And uh, I was very proud to never have been stung by a bee because we used to catch them as a kid, catch them in jars and watch them fly around and die. We kept them alive. We punched holes in the lid. Shut up. And uh, I never was stung. But then I, the, a couple of years ago, I'm walking into the garage of my house. And the garage door is closing. And a bee is trying to get out of the garage. And he flies right into my eye. And I wiped him off. And by wiping him off, I st- stuck the needle in, my, in, the, in, the, in the skin above my eye. So does that still count as a sting? Or is that like an accidental wiping of a... Be, I think it's just an accidental wiping of a bee, right? It's like a near miss. doesn't really count as an actual. I can still say I've never been stung by a bee. Thank you. I can still say I've never been stung by a bee. And I'll leave you with, we started with AI, we'll end with AI. Uh, good news at the border. We're now going to start having uh, AI lie detectors at the border yay now we're actually talking about borders in the european union uh, are going to have the ai lie detectors which means it won't be long before we have them here and they're going to be able to tell whether you're lying whether you're they're say, hello how are you what are you doing uh they're asked questions what's in your suitcase uh, it's going to analyze users micro expressions to determine if they're lying it's going to be weird but it's also going to be good, right? If you have them at the border, you're not, they're not going to be able to fool a, a, a robot, right? So are they going to look like robots or are they going to look like... Hello, everyone. I'm an English artificial intelligence anchor. This is my very first day in Zingwon as agent. We are going to probe you here at the border to see if you are carrying anything. My voice and appearance are modeled on Zhang Zhao, a real anchor with Xinhua, the development of the media. Or are they going to look like humans? I mean, if they look like humans, like this guy, we. Did I mention that it's quite possibly. I think I might have said we're doomed. I think I might have said we're doomed. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're pretty close to that. Pretty close to that. I look forward to bringing you the brand new news experiences. We'll be right back.